Yo, what up? What are we saying? This is uh, episode seven. This is officially the week that we got uh, a Spotify wrapped. <laughs> and Hell yeah. I don't know. I, th- I think for the very, very short time that this podcast has existed, I feel pretty good about the stats. Like, Sophia and I literally yeah. just spoke about, like, do we want to know about the analytics and the stats and that? And part of us kind of doesn't care, but I think it's quite cool that, as Sophia said, it's quite cool just hearing from people being like, yo, this shit's kind of cool. Like, yeah, what you guys okay. are doing is sick. And it's nice to see that you guys are so tuned in on what's going on and you want to help other people understand and that. And also people just being like, yo, I just had like a two-hour drive. I'm going to binge the podcast. And it's just like... Yeah, yeah. I it's love that. I fucking love that. I had a mate that yeah. was driving down south from Scotland and he was just like, yeah, I'm just going to put the podcast on because like each episode's like 40 to 60 minutes or something. So by the time he got to his destination down south, he was like, I've just listened to all six episodes and they fucking rule. That's crazy. Yeah, sick. Yeah, I've been getting a lot of like messages about like people getting the podcast from their friends because uh, we've been talking about a lot of like issues and shit and they're like oh shit i didn't even know this was an issue like thanks for the podcast i guess i'm like yeah no problem like oh, i suppose i got you bro but um yeah. yeah so pretty pretty fucking sweet to see that like yeah yeah as long as we have like one fan then i'm happy about that honestly just thank you to everyone that's been listening i don't even care if you like the podcast or you dislike the podcast just the fact that people even like try to tune in and like listen to whatever we talk about is kind of crazy to me like people listen to us talk about the most random shit that's been going on in the world well in the scene in that case but yeah i think it's sick there was, i appreciate there's, it there's been a serious amount of weird shit and dumb shit that we've spoken about in the past couple of weeks but yeah 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 but for, but for us to be able to make multiple episodes out of dumb shit <laughs> it's pretty crazy. like almost two months i mean that's like the seventh week or the seventh episode so it's the seventh week that we've been recording so it's almost been like two months of just pure bullshit (laughs) going on (laughs) literally but um okay let's let's get on to this week so um this week's kind of been this week's kind of been um there's been a lot more of an emphasis on people within the scene and how they kind of conduct themselves and what they do as opposed to it being like band specific like um like last week it was a scene queen and then before that we had spoken about um fucking i don't even know anymore there's just that much shit in my head yeah a lot of band related stuff yeah everything's been like quite band related but this time it's actually more um directed at people within the scene how they conduct themselves and Yeah, it's it's been pretty interesting. We've got like main character syndrome cropping up again. We've got little bits of oh, yeah. just like iconic pieces of merch from the past and stuff. And yeah, there's loads of cool stuff. But um, so Fia, do you want to pick one or do you want me to hit you with one? I don't know if you want to like start on more like a hee hee ha ha. <laughs> so I don't know. You choose. <laughs> hit me with something. <laughs> okay, let's let's go over the Haley Williams Dyke Pass. Okay, uh, you have to once again explain to the people what the <laughs> fuck is going on. As a as a lead researcher on this podcast, the Haley Williams Dyke Pass is it's super lighthearted and it's actually been quite funny. 
and there's so many different ways that it can be interpreted because like just those four words Haley William Dyke pass just makes you think like why is this woman being given a pass to say um like a reclaimed slur like what 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 is the deal with this what is the problem but from yeah. what I am aware of and from what I've known for quite a while Haley Williams has been an incredible ally to the LGBT community has always yes. has always stood by women in the scene has stood by um uh, gay people lesbians bisexual people pansexual transsexuals everything Haley Williams has basically been there and has backed people up and has always fought the corner of the oppressed and I think that's an incredible thing to do as a musician when mm. there's so many factors out there that's my telephone um, <laughs> good morning oh uh, uh, exactly <laughs> good morning There, like there's so many different factors out there that go against people that are genuinely oppressed in this scene but to see someone that is part of like um an oppressed group actually stand up for others is a great thing to see and that's where the Haley Williams dyke pass comes in before before we continue I think people actually need to know what the fuck dyke even means because <laughs> I know for a fact that some of my friends have no fucking idea what this word even means dyke is a slang, slang term right it's like a slang slur but it's been reclaimed in like yes. the past like couple decades or so and it was, I love that. it was a derogatory term that was used to describe um lesbian women to make them out to be butch, hypermasculine, and whatnot. But it's yeah, a word that's been that. it's a word that has been reclaimed and it's a word that's used like quite regularly within the LGBT community. And I think like there there's people that are part of the L and LGBT that are genuinely just proud to call themselves a dyke. And fuck yeah, yeah. if the, if they're fuck happy, yeah man that's cool exactly Love that. Love and, that um, but yeah that that's kind of a brief rundown of what a dyke is I never actually thought I'd be in the position where I'm explaining what a dyke means because I just assume honestly everything. for all of the international fans that we've had so far I think that's very important <laughs> yeah totally makes sense I, I mean apparently it means like a ditch or a water course too so it's like why does she why is she getting a pass for that that's weird okay so just going back to the Haley williams dyke pass um at paramore shows what's been happening quite a lot in the past number of years since paramore started doing like these huge shows with like their new album mm. and they started doing stuff with like brendan from turnstile quite a lot of them um, like mainstream audiences have kind of gotten involved within um the paramore fan base and Paramore's mm-hmm. fan base is incredibly devoted to the point that like they actually like make like signs and stuff that they can hold up at shows. There was a group of people that were at the front of the show, not entirely sure what show it is, but um they had made like this giant, like, you know, like those um bogus, like stupid checks that you get like on American TV shows and game shows, and it's just like this giant bank check. Oh, yeah, Imagine yeah. something that size, but it's been made to look like a like a theme park ticket like a and it basically just says like um Haley Williams dyke pass and she's holding this up and she's like oh I I love I love my I love my girls and gays I love this Hell yeah. you. and like and it's just days. such like a sweet sweet moment it's so nice the thing that has basically made this a bit of an issue it's not really made it an issue 
what it is, is that, like picture this sort of thing, right? When vegans go vegan for the very first time, they become like hyper militant about it. They're double checking everything, <laughs> like they're very on the ball with everything. And it's a case of being like, like the whole stereotype of being like, oh, uh, a vegan walks into a bar with a bunch of other people who who did they tell first that they're vegan. That bullshit. Or, yeah, like strange uh, too. Yeah. It's it's like that stereotype, and we've kind of got into experience that. But I'm from someone within the LGBT community where they've just been like, it's a young person that is clearly like new to these online spaces because like it's the sort of thing that people will just completely run you into the ground about and make you fun of. What this person was like was they basically shared the video and they were like, this is disgusting. This is a straight woman who is using a slur against the LGBT community. I'm not trying to cancel her. I just think that we should have like gotten better from her. Like this is bullshit. It's ridiculous. And essentially it's calling for like Hayley Williams to get cancelled despite saying that they're not looking for them to be cancelled. But wow, they're just like, it's a slur. It shouldn't be said by a perceived straight woman yeah so so that that's kind of like the headline of it that's what the Mm -hmm. deal is so that got put out into the world and essentially lots and lots of um gay women had like come up and shared what this person had said or they had replied to it at that point when i saw that it had like a serious amount of likes and retweets to it i thought oh my god like they're actually trying to get Haley williams like like written off cancelled whatever but it was all people just being like yeah, but she can say it though. And the girl's like, but but no, she can't. She's a straight woman. It's like, yeah, but she's got a pass though. She can say what she wants. She's got a pass. Yeah, she got a pass. It's Hayley Williams, who is a woman who has incredibly strong ties to the LGBT community, and she's an incredible ally that has stood behind the community for years and mm. years. So that's why rather than people seeing the use of the word dyke and Hayley Williams being given the right to say it. People aren't seen as a straight woman shouldn't be saying this. They're just like, yeah, well, well, she's got a pass. She can say what she wants. Who cares? Yeah, of course. Ellie Williams can say dyke all she wants. Who cares? <laughs> Who gives a fuck? And this girl is just like absolutely like blood boiling, fizzing. Just being like, this is bullshit. Why are none of you taking this seriously? This is why the LGBT community is not being taken seriously in the alternative music scene. And everyone's like, yeah, but she's got a pass though. That is the warm, good part about it is that this person is absolutely losing their fucking mind over a community that they're completely new to not taking them seriously. It's just, it's so stupid, but it's funny as hell. It's very stupid, actually. But it has, kind of lighthearted, I don't know. I think it's, Mm -hmm. maybe it's a bit, a lot of trolling for someone that's new, but you know, like... It is absolutely... Like it's a oh, perfect it's... example of online trolling of when people are new to like are new to like these sorts of spaces, like with veganism and stuff. Uh, you've got people that are new to spaces and that are like, yeah, I uh, I don't choose to eat honey because I don't want uh, bees to be exploited. Um, I don't wear woolen clothes because I don't want to see animals be exploited. And then there'll be other people being like, yeah, but it's not hurting the animal, is it? And it's like, well, actually, and it goes into like that whole rabbit hole of you could you could make huge arguments for this and it's something yeah. someone that is new to that space would probably do because they're still trying to find their place within that community and they're still trying to find out where the boundaries are for them personally mm. because like i understand that in all communities there, there's a line there's always a line in these communities about what's too far and what is too much yeah 
personally, I think everybody has their own kind of limits when it comes to particular aspects of being part of a community. People talk shit on veganism and they might be like, well, I'm going to do something about that. I'm going to talk to them about it. And they can talk to them about it in a really militant way, or they can try and help them understand, or they can try and just get on with it because they're quite happy just being vegan themselves. That helps people kind of find their place within that community and helps them kind of decide what is enough for them, what needs mm-hmm. to be acted on, and what is just a worth a total waste of time. And yeah. yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, I, I totally get that. But yeah, I hope she doesn't get dunked too much on. Honestly, yeah. I, like at some point, it's just gonna be too much trolling. Oh, yeah, but totally. I think it's it was a fun thing to read on Twitter. So mm-hmm. I hope she looks back at it and she's like, "Oh, love." Yeah, exactly. Hearing something, something fun. Usually, something. Like we just fire into just being like, "This thing's fucking stupid. Everyone needs to be canceled. Get in, bitch. We're canceling everyone." I mean. We're gonna get to that soon, but you oh, know, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get to like the height of popularity, and then we're gonna be like, you know, this particular musician, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, right. We're canceling every single pop punk band at this point. <laughs> yeah. No, just I, I stand by that. Am I? I I stand by that. Nah, we shouldn't cancel them unless unless <laughs> wink, wink. Okay, next one, right. Okay, you're taking, you're, you're taking this one now. Okay, fuck. Which one am I taking though? Let me, let me uh, pull up my sheet. Get your uh, do we want to talk about? Questions. I mean, I think the other thing you need to start talking about. But what I want to know from everyone. I mean, we've been talking about it on Twitter already, and I haven't said anything about it yet. But like everyone used to have that one specific merch item. Mm-hmm. that looked like shit like honestly like i i still have one of those um and we just loved it, it was iconic right yeah and everyone in the scene used to like buy buy that shit in bulk like mm-hmm. one of those that i've seen was like the bane hoodie and the basement hoodie yeah and, like all of the fucking pop punk bands having like the most insane designs that just why were we so much into it? Like the movement shirt with the fish on it. The wonder year fit? shirt with the pigeon, the defend pop punk shirts that had like oh, the forty seven I totally forgot about that one. <laughs> oh my god, that's so bad. Oh. Just for for anyone that's listening, what it is is um there's been discussion on the bird app because the bird app is where we basically get everything from because it's an hellscape, yeah. but it's beautiful and I never want to leave it. We will never um, escape. Yeah, and what it is um there was a talk about iconic pieces of merch that had the scene in a complete and utter chokehold, like in a death grip, if you want. Yes. And um, the first po- the first photo that was put up of like an iconic piece of merch was the basement hoodie, the one with like the massive B on the back, like that. Just a B. That was pure Tumblr era shit. I wish I could stay here and stuff was around like that sort of thing. Yeah. That's when like those sorts of bands like started making like appearances on Tumblr, like the excerpts and stuff as well. There was like loads of kind of just like um alternative bands 
that kind of had like a softer sound it was easier for like indie people to get into like you had like um citizen you're or, like real friends like all yeah, of those like all that shit. Charlie, basically jaw. that you could take um you could take a photo of like anything, anything. and you could put and we mean anything it. yeah and there would be lyrics over the top of it like i always remember there being like remember the bean is an ocean shirt with a fox like that yes i remember as well and I always oh, remember finding so many out of about those. It because um, I remember on Tumblr there would be the picture of the fox and it would have like lying awake in bed feeling the soft spot on my chest where you still lay your head. And I'd be like, oh, it's so cringe. But it it's has like, a million strange. upvotes. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. All, because, all like, the... It's the sort yeah. of thing that just has an absolute death grip on the scene. And everyone can look back on it and be like, I can't believe Why? that was part of my life, but it's iconic, and we all remember that shit. And it's fucking yeah, or all of the fucking. I remember Real Friends being one of those bands that used to have like all of the tie dye shirts, right? Like mm-hmm. so many had those, but I know that Real Friends had a lot of those, and all of the specifically pop punk bands having the fucking pizza slices somewhere on the fucking merch and i was i was feral for those i swear to god i wanted to have all of the pizza merch i'm not I'm not even gonna like it's true i was it was one of those i wanted to have all of the pizza merch what i'm supposed to say have me in a chokehold this is insane right everything that you've mentioned i'm scrolling through the thread and i've seen the movements fish shirt I've seen the Dean is an Ocean Fox. I've seen the real uh, Wow, what a great day shirt. But, but uh, yeah, but the being as an ocean one really I, I remember, I mean, I used to have being as an ocean merch. And now that I think about it, that's so many like random designs with their name on it, just like yeah, the fox, a random woman, some mm-hmm. other thing. Like wasn't even on the cover or something. It was just like animal. It was, just like, it was a it was a sleeping fox photo that was literally like ripped straight out of like National Geographic that was posted on Tumblr. It was just shitty images, literally. But um, oh, there are so God. many other things, and I'm trying to think of like more um like more recent examples. Like you said about Ooh, the, like pop I have one, I have one. That I Some always people. Do you remember the sworn in hoodie that had like the flower on the back? Oh yeah, I still know people that that it's have 13. that. Yeah. yeah. Not like the death card hoodie. The one that I'm thinking about is the the Nike ones. Everyone with the Nike ripoffs. Be it the Nike logo on the head. (laughs) All of the beatdown bands made those. Or like the Kanye hoodie with the, what was it? The the, the violent dancing club, blah, blah, blah. Oh my God. This is a throwback. Holy shit. Yeah, so bad. Every time I see someone in that, I'm like, you do you, but yeah, it's, not, it's not my thing. It's not my thing. Like, what else have we got in here? Um, Man Overboard with yeah. the fucking, with their logo. I've seen that everywhere. I had that too. I had that fucking shirt too. With I'm... the heart and the guns. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> Uh, I keep seeing so many that I just want to be like, oh my god, and then I scroll to the next one. Oh my god, oh my god, how did oh my god. Do you remember when Terror did the varsity jackets with keeper keepers of the faith in varsity? Oh. Jackets? 
Ooh, be careful when you mention that one. God, that shit was so hard though. But um, I'm trying to think of like more recent examples where like um bands mm. had. I mean, I think the most recent one is just bands making like doing like those collabs with like crazy looking merch. Mm-hmm. I mean, be it fucking God's hate with their like crazy prints, hoodies, be it tsunami. Uh, one that just came out was the drain like hoodie shorts set that they made. Did Looks they not fucking like sliders insane. as well? Yeah, like just bands making weird merch, just Goofy like <laughs> or like one step closer. They they had everyone in a chokehold with every single fucking release of any item. It's incredible they just how they've done it. Every sold time. out everything. The one I, I still have a jacket. I, always I have a winter them. jacket and oh. gloves. <laughs> I'm one step closer that I haven't worn like I probably worn it like three times, but I still have it. We'll never let go. <laughs> but okay. you know what just came to my mind uh, regarding weird fucking merch remember that time deathcore and (laughs) (laughs) they used to have like purple and yellow and blue tees that just looked like they were out of a comic and everyone wanted to have that like uh back then like drop dead had all this crazy looking merch and it all looked like that too and everyone wanted to buy it and now it's like that's cringe. It was like, like peak cringe. Merch. You would have like the Devil Wears Prada with like cartoon reptar and shit. Or yeah, like, or like zombies and like Whitechapel even had like a fucking light blue shirt like that. Fucking zombies on it or like the fucking weird monster sharks with like pink <laughs> Why print. was that a moment in time? Like why did know. that fucking happen? It was just so weird but everyone had one. Weird. I'm really happy how merch game evolved at this point, but now we're just mm. all like money hungry and making the weirdest fucking merch too. So it's good. I can only Take think money. of I can think of three, no two, two or three like modern examples of merch that have had the scene in a chokehold, and the first okay. one is um the servitude outbreak hoodie. I remember <laughs> that was. That was like huge in UK hate. I remember big. Euros fucking loved it. I remember the US and everything wanted it. Yeah, everyone. Um, wanted the other it. one I can remember is um the Gulch Sanrio hoodie. I have it. Did I'm, you I'm get to flex. No way. I'm here to flex, but you know people are fucking stupid. Meanwhile, I was watching all of the live streams, all of the videos of Gulch playing. I wasn't even there. People standing in line to get that fucking hoodie. But you know what happened next? They put it online. (laughs) They fucking put it online. And my little sweet ass was so smart. I just bought it for like 70 quid. I don't fucking remember how much it cost. It was so easy. It was so nice. And I still have it to this day. And I keep on flexing on everyone. I don't care. I still remember like the the set that Gulch played when they released that was... um, was insane, but there was less people so munching than there should have been because so many people were queuing at the start the of their line. Oh, it was so insane. insane. Okay, I'm I can so... remember one last, one last like piece of merch before we move on. Do you remember when Vane played This Is Hardcore for like I think it was the first time, and it was like yeah, 
but I think it was just before Aerozone dropped and it was the friends mm. and family vein windbreaker. <gasps> I, I saw that one on fucking Depop. Wasn't even long ago. Yeah. I can't believe that. Because I, I know that like, I know that they remade them, but they made them and it was basically the exact same thing, but it just says Aerozone on the front. But there's friends yeah. and family ones where they made like maybe 40 or 50 that don't have the Aerozone rip on them. It just It's just a black windbreaker with just vein written on it and that's it and i just remember Sick, that though. it was when vein did that set and just everyone wearing the windbreakers moshed every single one of them and it was nuts could have been me but Literally. i'm poor <laughs> and i'm too young and you just <laughs> oh so good okay so good let's move on to the next one what are we yeah, doing? you you start that one. Am I doing this one? Right. Okay. Yeah, you're doing that one. You know, so we've done we've done the Haley Williams Dyke Pass. We've done iconic merch. I want to talk about um. This is probably a quick one that we can rip through price pretty quick. Yeah. Fans discover they aren't entitled to a band's time. Oh, oh my god! I wish more people knew about that. Right. <laughs> We're not even a big band, but I feel like. Like people really want to talk to me all the time, and I'm like, just leave me alone. I just want to be for like alone right now. I just want to like cool down. I just, just, just want to Leave me fucking alone. <laughs> yeah, a lot of uh, bands uh, have been talking about that. I don't know what actually happened. I just seen the was it someone from Lorna Shore talking about it? Yeah, bassist of Lorna Shore put up a tweet saying that um he thinks it's insane that he was being messaged by fans that were getting really annoyed with the band not making time to like like hang out with fans or talk to them and stuff and yeah. he went on to make a point of um yeah like we do whatever we can to speak to our fans and that but at the end of the day like you're, you're not entitled to our time you bought a ticket yeah you're entitled to the performance and the show and an opportunity to buy merch from us in person or our merch team but you're not yeah. entitled to like fucking hang out with like hang out with us and whatever when we don't want to like yeah that's totally fair i get that like people keep like dunking on bands like not being at the merch table and stuff and not doing mm. all of this shit but have you ever thought about how exhausting it is, especially if, I guess as a big band playing like an one hour set with like whatever performance you have with whatever like instruments, vocals and all of that shit you have to bring and perform like the best you can every single night, like on tour, right? You get fucking burned out at some point. Like you don't oh, want to exactly, be around yeah. a lot of people. You don't even want to be around your own fucking bandmates sometimes. And I haven't even been on tour for that long, for like a week. And we all need some space from each other too. We don't have like fans coming up all the time wanting to talk to us. It's a little more like friends talking to us, right? But like, sure. I can't even imagine getting like messages from people like, yeah, you know, like, I really want to like, to hang out with you and like after the set and like buy merch from you personally. No, people have fucking uh, merch people doing that stuff for them because it just takes too much time especially if you're a big band with lots of merch 
Mm-hmm. You got people doing that for you. You pay them for that. You got tour managers doing your job. Like when you're a big band, you got, got everyone doing shit for you because you're supposed to be the artist performing and doing all of that shit. You buy the ticket, you go to the show, you might buy merch, but you actually pay to get the experience of the show, not for anything else. Unless, and I'll say it, you get a VIP ticket to like get a meet and greet. Mm-hmm. Then you're entitled to it. I said, yeah, that's true. You'll get it. But that's something completely different. Exactly. So I I am fuming when I hear shit like this from be it bigger artists, smaller artists, my friends. Just, you know, I mean, I know I know a lot of people in the small and big bands. And every time I hear shit like this, I'm like, you people, you need some brains. Jesus fucking Christ. How how is this even possible? It's like this, it's the whole idea of like these kids. It's probably not even kids, to be honest. There's probably like a good no. of people that are in there. Like there, there's grown men that don't have fucking brains in their heads that will generally be of the impression that, yeah, we're paying your wages by buying your merch and going to your shows and stuff like that. The reason you're here is because of us. So we're entitled to more. And it's like, no, the transaction was you gain entry to the venue to watch the band. And yeah. if you for a VIP thing, then you have paid for the transaction of being able to have a meet and greet with a band, um, opportunity to buy merch and watch the show. Like you're yeah. not you're not entitled to the band's like personal time. They're not on stage, they're not performing, they're not on the job, basically. It's, yeah, right. So not not it's not working hours. Oh, exactly. It's, it's like a, it's like um your boss like calling you or emailing you when you're not at work and be like, hey, do you do you want to um do you want to do you just want to come back in for like an hour? And it's like, why the fuck yeah, would I do that? Not get paid at all, right? Exactly. No, I think it's crazy, man. Like, imagine people getting pressed about like Slayer or or like Metallica and like hanging out with their fans, like this type of shit. We don't talk about right the big bands, but mm. everyone like in the middle. Yeah, let's get pressed about it. Of course, everyone's just like a human. We all we all want to spend time with whatever. Like we have hobbies, we have like interests. I just want to watch YouTube. I just want to watch my silly little videos sometimes, and not have to talk to people. Be it at a venue, be it somewhere else. You know, do 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 you ever consider that? So I think just try to like be in the shoes of someone that performs every night has to talk to people every night be it fans be just like people that work there sometimes it's exhausting already to Mm -hmm. like get your shit done like getting ready to perform people also have i mean a lot of uh artists i know have like a cool down after a show they need to like do this specific thing because it's just their thing yeah, like they need to, like, to chill. Get, like they just they yeah, need their time. Exactly. If they want to come out and do shit, like some people don't have a merch, merch people doing their merch. They just come out and do their own merch because that's what they want to do. Hey, you'll catch them there. Sometimes they're just in the crowd. Sometimes they just hang out. Then that's what they want to do. It's not because you're entitled and you, you know, they give it to you because you paid for a ticket. They just do it because they're humans and just they just do what whatever the fuck they want to do. That's what everyone does, right? Oh, mic drop. Mic drop right there. <laughs> I don't know. People get pressed about this 
yeah i Most it random seems shit. like it's it's became more of an issue in the past couple of years i think i know we've spoke about lockdown and stuff and the effect TikTok culture we had but um yeah like the whole main character thing right now is like proven to be problematic as hell and i think that there's a lot of people that are like very like anti anti-influencer like in yes. the scene now and influencers were never like something that like actually like existed in our scene but now all influencers and scene influencers that aren't even part of the scene don't even contribute whatsoever but view shows as a means to create content and they're oh getting my God. they're getting praised upon them they're getting likes and they're getting comments and people want to basically talk to them about everything because they're apparently someone in the scene even though they're not actually part of it and i think that yeah. creating like this persona where they are the main character and people want to interact with the main character and almost emulate that sort of behavior and i think that's what generally gives people this level of entitlement where they think yeah. well this is my story i want to make i want to make the sort of shit that i want to happen to me happen to me and if it involves you know, talking to the band and hanging out with them when they don't yeah. then so be it yeah stupid you know what's funny you talking about influencers um right as you said it i was just thinking about that in europe specifically or like in germany where like the whole impericon thing is a big part uh, of our yeah. culture influencers existed existed when i got into the scene which is now that i think about it is very fucking weird yeah because i think that kind of created the whole thing of oh my god they get to like meet all those people and like get free merch and like have all these cool collabs and like talk to all these like celebrities like why can't i do that because like i buy merch and i do this and i do that and they all all of these influencers that i've seen or like i've even followed some of those i'm like what makes you so special honestly because they're just like everyone else yeah they're exactly. heavily tattooed they might listen to like some good bands but all they do is like show off honestly and i think that's I don't know. I've never liked it. I, I always thought I like it, it was all. weird. People call me an influencer. I'm like, what am I influencing? Your depression? Because <laughs> that's all I do. I, I talk shit on the internet and I'm like sad all the time. So what the fuck am I influencing? I'm influencing you to not get help. Like it's Yeah, of course. That's stupid. why I talk about but, therapy. Um, we'll um we'll talk about influencers another time because like it's yes please it's, it's an absolute another rabbit hole thing. but i have one more yeah. thing that i want us to talk about if you're ready for that's it. that's very important for you honestly and i think that everyone should think about it a lot when once you mention this whole fucking fiasco that's been going on okay so there is there's there's two sides to this whole thing as it is with yes. most things but both sides of the story have made great points, but also fucking embarrassed themselves. And what yes. the headline of it is, is um, don't take photos of moshing or we'll break your camera. <laughs> great. <laughs> so, great. yeah, it just, it just sounds fucking stupid. But like on the outset, if people are looking at this from like surface level, it'll be like, why would you break my shit over something over, over people dancing? 
Like, why are you so pressed? Yeah, exactly. So surface level, it's kind of just like, why, why is me taking photos such a problem? So best way to put it is mm-hmm. probably in the past like two years or so, there's been like a very, um, a very anti-photographer, videographer thing for quite a while. And I think a fair bit of it has kind of stemmed from uh, Sunny856 um, yeah. to monetize heavily filming shows and introduced millions of people probably to hardcore and all these different bands and all these bands have gotten insane amounts of exposure and whatnot and i know that we don't pay bands and exposure because that's bullshit but sometimes it's yeah. actually ultimately led to bands gaining some level of success managing to go viral to some extent and yeah, yeah there's there's definitely been some benefit to it but at the same time hardcore isn't about making money hardcore is an ethos where it's about a community, brotherhood, whatever you want to call it. Hardcore mm. is a DIY scene that actually thrives on a collaboration between people that attend shows, put on shows, and play in bands. And yeah, it's it's more about the feeling, the passion, than it is about your bank account. So um, Yeah, I mean, that's what Sonny's been doing all the time. Exactly, honestly. yeah. So well, it's been it's been something should. that he feels incredibly passionate about, but a lot of people are not happy with the fact that he's managed to heavily monetize other people's work. But I mean, again, that's because he point. he knows that he's allowed to because they want to. It's not yeah. like he's been given consent to do so because he can. <laughs> because there's been a number of bands that have that have said outright, "No, we don't want to be filmed." by anyone we don't care we don't want that because we don't want people making money on off of this it's happened with like us at daitan films as well we've had people that have said like we don't want our set filmed or we don't want it posted to patreon because we don't want to see people make money on our work and it's like well fair enough like money can go directly back into the scene to allow us to continue filming shows and it might be the same with sunny but Ultimately, there's people that will like it and people that don't because there's benefits yeah. and there's also negatives. But going back to this, um, don't take photos of motion or we'll break your camera. This all stemmed from, um, what did it stem from? It stemmed from a like a booking agent, if you want to call them that, like a like a group that books shows, um, called uh, Brainstem Prod. That's what they're down as. And mm-hmm. from what I can tell, like they've they're friends with the likes of Scowl, Dying Wish, uh, Pain of Truth, like a lot of like really influential people that are playing in the hardcore scene right now that yeah. people love to dance and go off to. But um the take that they had put out was if you as a photographer take more or any photos of people moshing than of the band, we reserve the right to break your camera. So that what? got put out there and it's made a lot of people really upset. So there's two sides to it. There's the side of where photographers are like, I don't want to see my shit broken and we're actually doing you guys a service because the vast majority of the time uh, in hardcore photographers and videographers aren't being paid to do what they do. They're providing bands with photos and videos and allowing them to kind of have more mm-hmm. more to use in order to actually like kind of get bigger if that's what they want to do or if they want to kind of market themselves if that's what they want to do but like i said really hardcore is more about passion and feeling as opposed to it is about monetization but um so that's one side of it Mm -hmm. the other side of it is um 
is that um people don't want to see wait what did i say the first side was holy shit i just forgot <laughs> people being like uh they don't want their cameras being broken okay yeah so people don't want to see their cameras being broken and whatnot because they are seeing that they are adding value and contributing to the scene whereas yes. other people see that they are taking away and leeching off the scene by creating art from the art that they're experiencing like making taking photos or making videos out of the the music and the performances that they're actually seeing so yeah there, there there's the two things that are kind of going against each other so um the photographer side of it that doesn't want their shit broken that's basically trying to defend like taking photos of moshing and crowds and that the most people that have actually got upset about it are people that don't go to hardcore shows so they're basically <laughs> using this as an opportunity to be like yeah this is such a stupid take i hate this uh like here's a bunch of crowd photos look at this like it shows off the energy of the show and it's like yeah but that's not moshing though that's just people stood at a barrier or people crowd surfing it's a completely different thing like yeah <laughs> like moshing can look fucking stupid but moshing can also look hard as fuck so yeah i love that love like that. see um like um seeing people like like people two-stepping with like the band in the background and that that shit can look so hard and it, yes. like, it can do so much for the people that are there but it can also do so much for the band as well because yeah, these of course. Sort of things are it's a collaborative experience. And if you're able to capture all of that mm -hmm. neat thing, but then again, you've got the other side of that that's like, well, you're just leeching off the scene because you're just making something out of something that someone else is already doing. And um yeah. yeah, like there's like that that's me trying to like break it down as much as I possibly can into like fucking tiny moving parts. But um <laughs> What it's essentially boiled down to is that there's so many people that are not involved in hardcore that are weighing in on this, but are photographers. And that's the thing where other scenes in hardcore differ, is that with hardcore being more about feeling and passion as opposed to monetization, other scenes such as metalcore, pop punk and indie and stuff, they've kind of got like these um these like rules and boundaries in place where only X amount of people can take photos. It shows press passes or yeah, like the first three songs. Yeah, first shit. three songs, all that shit. No and flash, blah blah blah. Exactly, all that. and there's publications that want to cover things, so they'll pay the photographers or the videographers for going out and getting stuff. Yeah, back to them, so they can basically print it or put it up online, and it's kind of like this little cycle of um, uh, capitalization and monetization, whatever. Um, so you're seeing people from all these different scenes basically saying you guys should implement this shit in the hardcore scene because it will basically get rid of all the people you don't want taking photos because you're only going to have approved certain people to do the thing only people that have passes that have clearance to do so will be taking photos and it's basically about putting all these different rules into place in order to kind of like regulate the scene but with hardcore being like this whole DIY ethic based thing, the idea is that we want people to be able to kind of do as they want and feel comfortable within the scene without needing to be regulated. But the problem is it's gotten to the point now that it's so unregulated that you can go to a show and there'll be nine photographers there 
all taking the exact same fucking shot or getting moshed into or standing at the front of the stage with zero spatial awareness of what the fuck is going on around them and it can completely and utterly kill the vibe so yeah it's gonna i don't know um i've been uh just a side note because i think it's kind of important to mention i've been like on tour with my homies bands uh force of denial just want to shout out <laughs> great band. and they've played uh different sized venues like two smallest two biggest kind of sure. and they've there have been photographers and videographers on basically all of them. And there's never been a single complaint just because I think when you have, when you're like an actual photographer, you have like all of the gear, you, you use it to like shoot, you use, you know, like you don't, you, you have like actual like professional gear. You got to ask to, to do it Absolutely. because i just think it's fair because you you have like all of this shit maybe they want it maybe they don't uh you know the bands maybe want to know if you're gonna film if you're gonna do like photography and shit so i just think it's fair if you're like just one single person with your little like like my little camera that just takes one picture and it's like yay that's a cool memory who cares you yeah, know like exactly. who cares so I, I've been like, there's been so many cool shots uh, coming up now from all of like different photographers and videographers from like the sing-alongs, the fucking stage dives, from uh, just moshing the bands, whatever. It's so cool. Like, and I even forgot about it because I'm like, oh yeah, like there were like quite a few photographers and shit. And now you, you see all this art coming through because we work together, right? Like we mosh, they sing, they film, and they take photos. And we yeah. all work in unity. That's the word I was searching for. Because sure, someone will capitalize off of it, maybe. But like all of the photographers I know, they just go and do it because they want to. They don't really get paid for it because it's small shows. Like if it's going to be a bigger show, like my friend the turnstile some other people go and do like the actual like big artists where they might get paid you never know like sometimes you get paid sometimes you don't like usually like in metal shows and like hardcore shows you usually don't get paid for for doing stuff like that it's just because you're doing it for your own benefit you want to go and witness and take cool shots want to give it to the band because they might use it and it's like oh that's a cool photo i might go follow this person you know, like we all work together. We don't really mm -hmm. want to capitalize off of each other. I don't care. We might use like a photo for like a flyer or like uh, maybe promo or like whatever. You just, you can talk to, to the photographers. You can talk to the videographers. You can, mm -hmm. you know, do all of that shit. So people getting pressed about that too i i get that regulations are important but in a space like hardcore you kind of gotta i don't know use your brain if you yeah, want to go and shoot absolutely. a show ask if they don't want it then don't do it because we're gonna end up with nine photographers at a show where there's like one or two needed max exactly. yeah what's like, the point of having so many of could... those there's things that you could carry over from different scenes that would benefit. So that, that, there's things that you could carry over from other scenes that would benefit 
hardcore in this sense so so much because like you see it you see it fests like FYA, Sound of Fury and stuff. Yeah, even Outbreak. You always see similar faces at these things because these are the photographers that have gained clearance. No one steps yes. their toes. They get to do their shit and it's great and it's organized and it's fine. And I think that even taking things like that and implementing it into smaller spaces where promoters are putting shows on, they have the ability to put something on the flyer about it, the event page, they can say it at the door, like... I know that everyone like jokes and takes the piss about like the signs that are like no crowd surfing in this venue, but it honestly wouldn't hurt to be like um, just to even stick on the flyer, leave your camera at home, like because mm. it wouldn't do it wouldn't do any harm. But knowing the way that the internet works and how fucking soft people are, people will find yeah. with that being like, yeah, we're not allowed to do the thing that we enjoy, and it's like, well, just go to a different fucking show then. Yeah, or at least um, learn to not get in the fucking way, or do something to actually prove that you are the photographer that these people would want at their show. Yeah, like one current uh, example that I've seen. I wanted to go to the America's Hardcore Fest in Boston this year, but it's sadly not going to happen. But Triple B is doing it right, and they posted an info about like uh, be it the schedule and stuff, but. They actually post the camera info about the fest, which mm-hmm. is basically saying this uh team is going to be shooting the fest. If you're not them, then leave your camera at home. Exactly, that is and that is uh, what's needed. Yeah, and if you're not these photographers, please leave your cameras at home unless you've been cleared by mm-hmm. me or this person. So it's so easy to do. You yeah. know, it, it, it wouldn't be that that hard it's just like logical right exactly (laughs) i think there's quite a fear though of like implementing something new within hardcore because hardcore has kind of been like this fucking untamed beast for years where like everyone can go go and let off some steam everyone can mosh everyone can do their thing and genuinely enjoy themselves because it's about participation it's about getting involved in your scene and supporting it and yes. I think that when people are seeing like all these different elements where they think it can threaten what they have, I think that there's a lot of apprehension about whether they should integrate these different things. But it's good seeing America's Hardcore like actually like incorporate that into like the flyer about photography. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know because you know we as like a society are evolving, right? Which means for every genre of music, there's also going to be like some of like we evolve to with like all the cameras, all the gear that we use, all of the fucking bands we have, they evolve too. Why wouldn't like regulations evolve with that? Because there's new shit coming up, there's new stuff coming up like every day, every year, fests are getting bigger. And sometimes more complicated to handle, which I think it would just be nice to have like some sort of like regulation regarding be it like photographers or like whatever, whatever it is, honestly, at this point, but like specifically for like photographers, it's just important to know like, hey, you can and everyone else just fuck off. Uh, yeah, we have people doing it. 
maybe next time you can ask like for next year or something because it's yeah. not like you're never going to get the chance to do it exactly with the amount you of can. shows you get put on there's always going to yeah. be an opportunity you can start at like small diy shows where maybe like no one would care and i think a lot of bands would be thankful for mm -hmm. like getting cool photos or like videos of them or like just a crowd at like a small venue i think people would benefit from that so don't just Absolutely. go to big big events thinking yeah i will get fucking the best shots ever no sometimes it's, it's the small things too i've been at the small shows just like last weekend and shots were insane man like i wish i could see this from every photographer i follow because small venues are just as cool as the big ones exactly yeah it makes, it makes like a huge difference like when you you'll see some photographers that you'll only you'll notice that all their photos of them are uh, with some photographers you'll notice that you only ever see them shooting up the way because they're so used to just working in photo pits because they don't go to local shows or anything yeah you right see some photographers that will always shoot from up high looking down because they want to get the crowd shots where like people are singing along with the band and they're in like mm. a basement and it, all their photos are like that because that's the sort of stuff that they attend and it can totally be down to choice or like how you wish to contribute to the scene and that but yeah. at the, end of the day the people that are in these spaces and they are there regularly they are the people that 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 people want them to be there and want them to take the photos because they've been there long term and everyone has that opportunity to do so but i think like the th there's a couple things that people really need to keep in mind when it comes to like actually taking photos and it's to be respectful of who's putting on the show and what their wishes are when, when it comes to like photos yeah, and definitely it also comes down to communication actually talking to people and figuring out what is the right thing to do can i take photos is there an issue with me shooting beyond three songs is flash a problem like, is there, do any of the bands actually want photos or do they not want any? Like, what's the deal? And then I think the last one that comes down to it is probably one of the most important, and that's spatial awareness. That, like, you're, oh, not, yeah. that you're not actively getting in people's way and fucking up the vibe of the whole thing. Because yeah. one stupid photographer or videographer can basically give people a reason to, like, tarnish every single one of them with the same brush. And it's like... Mm this one person is a fucking idiot so they must all be a fucking idiot and then no yeah. one wants to take on no one wants to take on new photographers and nobody wants to give people an opportunity because there's they just know that there's people out there that have no respect no spatial awareness and don't communicate yeah sucks for uh, everyone kind of mm -hmm. but then at the same oh, yeah. time it also comes down to just common sense being a decent person about it and not being just not being a fucking idiot and basically yeah <laughs> that's just like the premise at this that, point <laughs> like, like we could um we could go so much deeper into this about like um the whole like monetization hiring of photographers mm. um we could talk about um the issue with like tiktok and influencers right now and yeah. how there's this common like misconception that every photographer out there is pining for nothing other than engagement only shoots yeah. particular shows because they want to get on particular tour packages and that there's so much that mm. we can go into but i think like we've done more than scratch the surface on this and i think it's probably a good place to kind of 
get people to and informing them of, of where people stand with photographers and videographers in the scene right now and what they could do mm. to not be a burden yeah but still like if you want to start something i mean just try it kind of just communicate i mean yeah. i don't want to be like no photographers never ever like don't even try because i've seen so many cool new people come up because all of like the photographers i used to know that have been like shooting shows in switzerland they kind of like died down but now mm. there's like a new wave of people coming up you see them at all these kinds of shows and shit and that's so cool it's so sweet. if you want to go out try it talk to people try out different things find the the one thing that we really want to do and love and don't be an asshole about it. don't be an idiot just use common sense and there's not going to be a problem you know exactly like as we said earlier like we we mainly talk about like hardcore because like that's the community that you and i are part of and i think mm. with hardcore being a community with it always being advertised as being inclusive and welcoming i know that there's people out there that would kind of that would be like a bit eh, about eh. that but ultimately the way that it can be as welcoming to you and as uh, the way that hardcore can be as inclusive and welcoming to you is if you're respectful and you communicate with people. I think those are like some of the most important things about actually being able to like gain opportunity within the scene. It's not about yeah. trying to, it's not about trying to one up anyone or trying to be better than anyone. The opportunity no. is there if you're respectful about it and you're just not a fucking idiot. Yeah, it's not a competition. Like, I hate that. Just stop thinking like that. It's not a fucking competition. We're there together trying to do shit together. And that also like includes photographers, videographers, artists, people working at venues, people just doing shit, tour managing, all of that. Like we want everyone to be included in that, be it part of the scene or outside of the scene. Because I want to see new people too. You shouldn't be afraid mm -hmm. to go to shit like this, be it Someone wants to create something or just attend. Like, it's not a fucking competition. I fucking hate that, man. <laughs> the fuck? Even that's like another conversation in itself that I totally want us to get into. But, yeah, um, we will. If you're a Trust photographer me. and you want to take photos of people motion, um, just do it. Just do it. But you know what would be great? Just do it. It's real fucking, it looks insane, man. I look so good in these pictures. Just if keep doing it. If you like to mosh, and you're going to get your photo taken, at least fucking learn how to mosh. Close TikTok. Don't be a main Talk to your friends. Just learn shit. And just get... Wait, wait, wait. That. Shout out Japanese hardcore mosh style. One and two. Watch it. Learn. Watch it. Right now. Love this video. Let's go. <laughs>